This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Millions of people all over the U.S. have been told not to see other people, not to go out for dinner, not to leave their homes. And those directives, along with the fear of the virus itself, have changed the way that almost every consumer in the country is behaving. People would love to go out to see a movie. They'd love to go out to a restaurant. And the restaurants are there and the movie theaters are there. And we can't go to them. John Hilsenrath is a senior economics writer. I've never seen something like this where literally people can't go out to consume the things they want to buy, and there are just major ramifications for it. Human contact is critical to economic activity, and when you limit human contact, it just has huge implications for the way this economy works. Every time an American keeps a dollar in their pocket instead of spending it at the bar or on a trip to the zoo— That's a dollar not going into the economy. And with all those dollars, all that cash being taken out of the economy at once, it's creating a major problem across the whole country right now. There's a cash flow crisis in America that's affecting millions of businesses and households who aren't getting the money in they need to pay their bills. Today on the show, the cash crunch hitting businesses all over the U.S., and why the government is trying to stop it from becoming a full-blown financial crisis. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, March 23rd. Large and small companies all over America could go out of business if they run out of cash. And right now, they're running out of it fast. So working capital is the money that you have on hand, you know, in your bank accounts, in cash, in securities. It's the short-term funds that you've got. And you use that working capital to pay off the bills that are coming due. You know, your rents, your payrolls, your utility bills. And what feeds the working capital is the revenue that comes into a company. So when the revenue all of a sudden collapses because customers aren't coming through the door, then you run out of working capital and you can't pay your bills. And that's the crisis that's happening right now. From the biggest companies like Marriott Hotels down to the neighborhood coffee shop, businesses have seen their working capital dry up basically overnight. And their usual methods of ginning up more cash aren't working. In a cash crunch, I mean, this is going to sound obvious, but you've got to raise cash, right? You could have a fire sale. You know, you could lower your menu prices by 50% because you want to bring people through the door. But if people aren't going to come through the door, then those steps aren't really going to do any good. Since doing things like cutting menu prices won't work, businesses are turning to the next option, borrowing money. The real backstop for many companies is their bank. 
when you're short on funds, if you've got a good relationship with your banker, then you tap a credit line. A credit line is something a bank usually grants a company before there's a pressing need for it. It's a promise to provide a loan should the time come when it's necessary. Tapping a credit line means asking the bank to hand over the promised cash. And right now, a lot of companies are asking. You know, it goes across industries. We've already written about Carnival and Boeing tapping their credit lines, and there are others, Hilton in hotels, Macy's in retail, Kraft Heinz in food production. Even companies that aren't desperate for cash yet have decided that now is the time to tap their credit lines, too. Like Micron Technology, a chip-making company. It's drawn down $2.5 billion of its credit. Why are businesses doing that? Why are they accessing their credit even though they don't need it right now? Well, so it's the functional equivalent of, you know, that person in the supermarket who's filling up her basket with toilet paper. You know, that family might not need all the toilet paper over the the next month, but, you know, they're stockpiling it preemptively. And a lot of businesses are doing the same thing. They're stockpiling cash. What's going on in the economy right now could have dangerous knock-on effects. Even the companies that don't strictly need cash are stockpiling because other companies are running dry. Think of it this way. If you're a utility company, you might not be running out of cash yet. But if all those restaurants don't have cash coming in, they might not have enough cash to keep their lights on. And then it's only a matter of time before your cash starts drying up too. It cascades through the economy. If XYZ Corporation can't pay its bills, if it can't pay its rents or its utilities or its payrolls, then that's going to affect the worker who is expected to get paid. That's going to affect the utility that's expected to get paid for its electricity. And it's going to affect the landlord who's expected to get paid. And then they're going to have to squeeze down on things. In the same way supermarkets eventually run out of toilet paper when everyone's buying it at the same time, if everyone's tapping their credit lines all at once, the banking system could conceivably run out too. Because even if they've promised this cash to a bunch of companies, it's a really different situation if everyone's trying to get the cash all at once. If a bank is tapped out on its credit lines, if it just doesn't have the resources anymore to make more credit available to its business customers, then that's a tap of funding that's going to run dry. If the funding runs dry... If the businesses that need cash can't get it, those businesses will go under. And if that happens, the banks wouldn't get any of the money they've already lent back either. And that's where a cash flow crisis could become a financial crisis. What happened in 2007, 2008 was that there was a crisis that grew inside of the financial system and it spread outside to the rest of the economy. The nature of this crisis is different. It's a sudden stop in economic activity that's creating a cash flow crisis. That's happening outside the financial system and putting pressure on the financial system as a backstop. What risk does a cash crunch pose to the financial system? Our whole financial system runs on cash flow, uh, particularly our credit system. So companies take out loans, households take out loans, And they use the cash flow that they get from their business or their work to pay off those loans. 
the big worry is that they start defaulting on loans. We could run into a situation where we have, you know, big increases in bankruptcies and, God forbid, liquidations of businesses. Now, the White House, Congress, and the U.S. Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, are all looking for ways to step in to stop that from happening. How they plan to do it? After the break. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. Welcome back. With so many businesses tapping credit lines right now, the government is rushing to step in and give them cash. One of the main ways this is happening is through the Federal Reserve, which lends money to banks. The Fed has a number of different vehicles that it uses to pump money into the financial system in times of crisis. Think of it as a, you know, patient who might be losing blood The Fed is there pumping blood into the patient to make sure that all the systems continue to operate. The first step the Fed took to pump cash through the system was to cut interest rates to nearly zero. It did this because it wanted to hold down long-term interest rates to try to stimulate economic activity. You have more incentive to go out and take out a loan to buy a home or buy a car or invest in a new piece of equipment. The idea was the Fed would cut the rates at which it was lending money to banks, and then the banks would pass that savings on to consumers, bringing more cash into the economy. But the cost of borrowing for some people is actually going up because there's this race for funds. Now, that's a scary thing to see because the Fed is doing everything that it can to push interest rates all the way to zero. So the Fed is fighting this fight to keep the cost of money low. But because there's such a demand for it, the price of it is going up in the form of higher rates on all kinds of of loan products. With the uncertainty around coronavirus, so many businesses want to borrow money that demand is really high, which means the people lending that money don't need to lower rates. So rates on some things like mortgages or loans have actually gone up. So now the Fed is looking for new tools to ease the instability. One of those has to do with something called commercial paper. Commercial paper might sound obscure, but for a lot of companies, it's a day-to-day part of running their business. In a typical economic environment, commercial paper is essentially a short-term loan used by big companies. The money in that loan, it usually comes from investors. Basically, instead of a bank, you have investors who provide credit to the business sector 
through the commercial paper market. But in this moment, investors are feeling cautious. They don't have a lot of appetite to buy commercial paper, to give money to big companies, which means that those companies aren't able to borrow cash quickly right now. That's where the Fed comes back in. The Fed is unleashing all kinds of special programs to keep the commercial paper markets going. And they've set up a program where the Fed has said, we will buy your commercial paper. We'll take it. There's such a demand for it right now because companies are so in need of these short-term funds. The Fed is saying, we'll take it, we'll hold it, and we'll give you cash in return to keep those markets flowing and moving. The Fed's hope here is that it can alleviate some of that intense pressure in the financial system by shelling out cash. The Fed is going to spend as much as it needs to spend. It's going to provide the supply of funds that meets the demand that the market has. So it's basically firing all of its cannons right now. Today the Fed announced a new aggressive slate of plans, more cannons it can fire. It announced programs to stabilize the mortgage markets and the bond market, as well as other moves too. Basically, they said, first of all, that they were going to do this week alone another $625 billion worth of bond purchases of treasury bonds and mortgage-backed securities. And I should say, this is a massive amount to do in just one week's time. You know, there was a lot of debate during the financial crisis when the Fed expanded its program by $600 billion over a few months. The Fed is saying it's doing it in one week. And that's just one part of the plan. The Fed has announced that it intends to support small businesses with hundreds of billions of dollars. It's really small businesses that are getting hit especially hard by this. It's the neighborhood bar or the neighborhood retailer. And they're not big players that can call up Goldman Sachs and say, you know, I need a $5 million commercial paper issuance. A lot of small businesses have credit lines with their bank. Banks with, you know, strong balance sheets and strong relationships with their customers are going to have their backs and provide them the funds they need. But then, you know, you might see other small businesses that don't have those relationships or resources that could be in real trouble. And can you talk specifically about what the Fed is doing to help small businesses? Well, the Fed is doing a bunch of things uh, on the small business front. One of the programs that it announced today was another crisis era program, which buys credit card debt and auto loan debt and other kinds of debt that small businesses depend on. You know, a lot of small businesses are running on their credit cards. Very simply, the problem's getting worse. The longer people go without paying bills, the more this builds on itself. And that's why the Fed is firing more guns today. Does this raft of new programs that the Fed announced today suggest that what the Fed has already done is not enough? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's definitely an indication that more work needs to be done. We've never seen anything like this before where the economy just comes to a sudden stop. And I think policymakers are racing at warp speed to try to keep up with the crisis. Congress, for example, is looking at a few ideas to pump more cash into the economy. One is to give billions to some of the industries whose cash has dried up the fastest, like airlines, cruise lines, and hotels. 
Another would fund a small business lending program. But the cash crunch for many small businesses is so acute that they could run out of money before the bill gets finalized. Last night, the rescue deal stalled in Congress. With six senators in isolation over coronavirus concerns, the vote was deadlocked at 47-47. Senators voted on the rescue package again on Monday, and it failed to pass again. Still, John says it's important to remember that there's always some path forward. You know, this country has been through a lot in the past. Wars, pandemics, depression, terror attacks. We always find a way through it, and people really have to rise to the moment. I think we all have to, like, as a nation, be looking inside our own communities and be asking each other, what can we do to help each other? It's certainly, there's no question the federal government and state governments are now mobilized, but everybody has to look out for their own communities and their families in ways that go far beyond anything the government can do. That's all for today, Monday, March 23rd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We come out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.